And now, live and recorded digitally from the Spinning Unrest Studios, it's live with Johnny. Here's Johnny! I love that new intro. I love the new intro. Thank, Thank you. you very much, Stephen Wayne. Stephen Wayne! And welcome to the newly uh, christened Spinning Unrest Studios. Thank you. Um, we will talk about that next week. We'll get more information out to the people. No time tonight. Pretty crazy night tonight. The one, the only local comedian, Pat Oates, will be joining us very shortly. Uh, our sponsor tonight, you know who our sponsor is tonight? Us. I thought it was Pat Oates. Live with Johnny. Oh. I want, oh. <laughs> that poor guy. <sighs> oh my God, that's horrible. Um, uh, we are our sponsor. Go to our TikTok page, Live with Johnny, Okay. We need you to what's it? We need you to subscribe. We need you to follow whatever it is. What all the kids and then when you're done with us, go over to the spinning on rest page and, and do it for them as well. But you got to get live with Johnny. I want to hit 200. I, I want to hit some things. We want to do some things with that too. Pat Oates view of me all night, dude. It it is the least. I didn't plan it, but it's the least flattering view. It's, and I don't think it's a you problem. It's yeah, just see, a really it worries me because, like, I don't. How do I say this? Not graphically. <laughs> My wife has to see this view at some point. No, nobody life. sees this except him. No, this isn't you're not listening to what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> From this angle, this is what my wife sees. That poor girl. She should get a purple heart. That Holy I can't help you with. That's why I'm, I can't I'm help you with that. Well, we're linked up to a Zoom. Pat Oates is going to join us, and I'm going to hit right with him because we only get to 40 minutes, and I want to jump right into it. So without further ado, the handsome, the smart, the funny, the intelligent, the author... Mr. Pat Oates. Pat Oates. Wow. wow. You Look guys can't afford an hour. You can't, it's like 10 bucks. Bro. <laughs> I tried, man. I was like, <laughs> dude, you, pay it. I, pay it. I have a thing. I grew up in a depression. Uh, <laughs> like, I eat oysters. Or not like oysters. Like a mental depression? Sardines for lunch. Or? It's 80 cents a can. It's just a job lot. <laughs> Fuck them. I, I don't really have time for that. Pat, I once again, I cannot thank you enough for You said, I, I literally sent a message. Would you... Be willing to come on the show within minutes. His exact quote was, "Awesome, sounds good." So thank you very much. Because I'm a, I'm a whore. I love talking about me. It's the best. <laughs> we should have bought the three hours. It's funny you should say that. I'm a, I'm I'm a knucklehead who has a show called Live with Johnny every Thursday and talks about himself. So I, I named the show after myself. There's so much to. Get. I have a podcast called POS, but I pretend it's called Piece of Shit. It's called the Pat Oates Show because I'm a fucking lunatic. <laughs> POS. And you know what? As I was looking at that today, I never even crossed my mind that it'd be a piece of shit. But that's fucking funny. Oh my God. Well, the Pat format Oates. is that we find the piece of shit in stories that we go, the news stories. So we go to the stories and then we go, who's the fucking loser? And it's usually me. And I'm not even in the story. Well, so speaking of your, of your podcast, I'm going through and I'm going through and I'm going through. And I want you to tell us about it and where we can find it and, and the sense of it. But one thing I did learn from Pat Oates, uh, the POS show, is Terrence Howard has a micro penis. He does. Who does? Terrence Howard. Who's Terrence that? Howard. He was um, from Hustle and Flow, and he was uh, also the original War Machine from Marvel before oh. they went to uh, Don Cheadle. He's yeah. got a he micro, has a micro penis? penis. What? Yeah, you look it up. That is, yeah. that's both shocking and unsettling. I aspire to be Pat Oates <laughs> with my social stuff because when I Google, <laughs> when people Google John Dodato, I want somebody's micro penis to come up with it at the same right. time. Of course. I, Unfortunately, doesn't? it says my same name right afterwards. <laughs> so, honey, I love you and I apologize. I mentioned Terrence Howard's like, God damn it, Pat Oates is in my Google feed again. <laughs> somewhere that dude hates you. He, he's, he's somewhere right now being like, I know who the fuck Pat Oates is, but I'm going to kick his ass when I see him. He hates me and the kid from uh, Stranger Things, Mike, 
hates me because I did a little clip that a lot of young kids got mad at because I talked about how he's the ugliest human in the world and how <laughs> all the roles he can play. He's not a good-looking kid. Not, no, and he's going to be a worse adult. He's going to just be oh ringing bells God. in towers his entire life. <laughs> he's going to be solving riddles at bridges. He's an ugly fucking person. He's going to be the kid from Jerry Maguire. It just didn't age well. Just fucking went down <laughs> south. At least that kid was cute at one point. At one point, his head was cute. This kid has always been a gargoyle the whole fucking time. <laughs> he makes a valid point. That's a good he, point. A gargoyle. That's a good way to explain that kid. He is an ugly motherfucker. Pat, he, looks like Al- he looks like Alice the Goon from Popeye. If you remember like the old cartoons. Oh, the re- what they used to call retarded people, the Goon. Like, yeah, they called it back then. That right. is a that is an old school reference, right? Yes, now. yes. Um, Pat is actually a little bit older than I am, but he looks ten years younger than me, so he's got that going for him. Pat, tell us about your shave podcast. your head. <laughs> That's I, all it is, dude. Shave I've been head. telling him for uh, ten years. Cool. It's going to get there soon enough. Tell us about your podcast and where they can find it. You find it on YouTube. Just look up my name, the other narcissist thing. Just find me. It's fine. <laughs> it's me and my buddy Bobby Tamburo. He's a com- he works for um, Compound Media. It's the uh, it's the company owned by Anthony Cumia of Obi and Anthony. Uh, I got to go. My first pilot for POS was with their channel. Then COVID happened, so we weren't able to do a show there. It's like screw it, we'll just do it ourselves. And the two of us every week. Sometimes we have guests. We don't. We find some stories in our own lives or other places and find the piece of shit in the stories. And then we just humble brag about ourselves and people we met and dumb things we did. I love that. It's it's it's, I it's love very it. good. It's a very, winning formula. Very the word <laughs> without being kiss assy is very professional when you listen to it. Like they're very bob bob bob. And uh, you know I'll get there one of those days. Um, not you, today. Not, <laughs> I was gonna say it, but I didn't want to. <laughs> would you two talk to each other this afternoon? So here's what, here's what we're gonna do. I didn't want to burst your bubble, but yeah. probably when not the fat tonight. Fat kid with the goatee gets out, break his fucking balls. Nothing better be on. It'd be on an interview where the guy goes. I promise, later on I'll be better. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> better them than your prom date. Um, she died. Well, you did oh. it. The uh, it was dur- it was during it was the prom night fun. prom night dumpster baby. Remember that one? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you recently on your Facebook page posted your eighth grade graduation picture from your year. Yes. <laughs> Two things about that. Number one, you look like a serial killer. Like a kid mm-hmm. who's going to grow up to be a serial killer. And two, yeah. you know when you can put like the things you like on it. He had like giants football comedy, but and then at the very end, and I got to know why you wrote. Yeah. Sesame Street. Because we were asked to put our favorite TV shows. And being an eighth grade idiot, I thought that'd be funny. And it makes me just look like a pedophile now that I'm 49. In so, retrospect, not cute. As I was thinking about it tonight, I'm like, I hope he tells me that it was like code for something, like where him and his friends had hid the penthouse, like it's at Sesame Street. <laughs> but then, you know, it is what it is. Um, the other interesting thing I found out about you, and I need to hear the story, is, and I apologize if you've been asked this a hundred times, but did you really pretend your mom was dead on the TLC channel? Yeah, on um, the show was called Extreme Cheapskates. Um, it was a pretty big show. I never saw it, but um, what they did was I used to you run a comedy club it. in New Haven called Joker's Wild, and I used to run that place. It was on Worcester Street for a while. They they contacted us to come to the show, and they wanted to have this girl who lives in Brantford come down, and uh, she does fashion shows on the cheap and shit like that. She goes through Salvation Armies and dumpsters, but they wanted her to come and do the open mic for five minutes but instead of doing comedy, do a fashion show and watch like, all the comics get mad. But it didn't; it fell through. So they're like, "We got to do something else." And they said, "Hey, we have an idea." And since we've already in contact with you. We rented a bed and breakfast. We, you, we're going to pretend she goes through the obituaries and finds women, women who died in their sons and gets their clothes. Can you be the son? What? And I was like, all right. So they paid me 50 bucks and I was on TV. That was like their go-to? All right, we're going to stop that and we're going to go to a kid with a dead mother. It's got 4 million views on YouTube. 
Jesus Christ. What? In, in like 3,000 comments, and all the comments are either black women who feel real bad for me, because they're just like, my baby, that's terrible. This Edward should have left you alone. Why is she bothering you so much? Getting real upset. And then it's the second comments of people saying, this isn't true. This isn't true at all. I saw him perform on stage. He said it's a lie. He said his mom's alive. And then the third comments are my mom saying thank you. Because she's not live. Yeah, it's, she feels nice that she can see people talk about her death. Fantastic. Yeah. That's and and it's right on his Facebook page. And I'm like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna ask him about that. And the clip was only like a minute or two on the show, but we recorded for about an hour, and they just let me do whatever I wanted. And there was this one parlor. It was uh, if you know New Haven, it's right near the uh, hockey rink. They rented a bed and breakfast there, like a house from the 1800s. So when we were sitting in this parlor and it had like a mantle and on top, it had a picture on the mantle of an old woman from like the 1800s and next to it, a porcelain horse. And the lady's asking me questions and she goes, is that your mother? And I went, no, that's a horse. And the guy dropped the camera. He was laughing so hard. They're like, okay, you got to stop being funny. <laughs> You're supposed to be sad. Your mom's dead. You right. Yeah. There. And I kept asking her if she wanted me to slide down the banister like I used to do with my mom when we would oh sing Risky God. Business. And they, the lady's like, stop doing it. So they, the clip they got was just the most serious they could get of me oh of the 30 seconds. Because I got high as shit. Why wouldn't you get high if you're going to pretend your mom is dead and you're pretending you have a house? I'm poor. I don't have a house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, wrong pipe. God, God damn, Pat, that's funny shit. Um, just real quick, I want to bring up the PLR thing because that's where I found you. I've I found you on PLR on the Chaz and AJ show in the morning, and I have two things about that. One, do you love it? And two, I've watched your comedy. I've listened to your podcast. How do you go? How many times have they hit the dump button on you? Ever? I don't swear. How do you pull it off? How do you How do you I don't turn know. it off? What? I don't think about it because I, I'm not trying to call. I'm not trying to think. You swear a lot, like you swear a lot, like and right. I'm like. But then in the morning, you could like when they have callers call in, and sometimes somebody says something that they think they're calling in with like the greatest funniest thing they ever said, and then they say it, and you can hear Chaz be like, "Okay, next call," but you could hear like you want to be like this fucking idiot or something like you know. I don't know how you don't. No, do I, it. I'll call them idiots and I make fun of them, and they they have no problem with me. The longer I've been on, the more Chaz. Chaz and AJ are great. AJ is a good buddy of mine, but Chaz has been so amazing to me. Like he's put me in so many opportunities that he didn't have to do. And he's really helped me. I started falling in love with radio, just being a guest on it. And he's really helped me out a lot. He doesn't really put a leash on me at all. He trusts me. And if I ever did swear, he would just dump it. A lot of the young comics that come on now are friends of mine that I've suggested. And they do swear because they're not used to it. Mm -hmm. And it dumps it. But no, I do love being on there. It's nothing. It's something I never thought I would do. And then a, a, a weird opportunity happened, so I just asked the question: Can I learn radio? So. Well, I don't know shit about shit, but you fit in there seamlessly. Like you, I, and not just because you come on my show, but I think the show's at its. The three of you are very good together. Very, very. good. They get together. that feedback a lot. AJ, AJ is the star. He is the Chaz runs the ship. AJ is the funny guy forever. And sometimes other comics, I think, come on and want to like outdo. Eminem. They're trying to rap battle him almost in a way yeah. where he's he's gonna win. It's his home field no matter what. And I I have fun with him, so I don't try to outdo him. We add to each other, and it's just like a natural thing. Chaz said that too. It's just I've learned how to play double dutch with these motherfuckers. You know what yeah. I mean? They run the rope good, but I've learned how to jump in and out. And you're generally you can tell like you guys are like friends. Like I think there was you guys were like throwing baloney at him or something, and you're doing like some dumb shit or something. You guys were giggling like like you're just. Got out of high school, smoked a joint, and now you're throwing fucking baloney at each other. It's it's pretty At fun. the very beginning of coming on that show, in any show I would go on, my laugh, I have a 
stupid laugh, but I, I have fun. And people say to me all the time, wait, why are you laughing at your own jokes, you loser? I go, oh, sorry, I'm having fun, serial killer. My bad. I'm, <laughs> I I'm laugh at my own jokes show. all the time. Yeah, well, I have no yeah, problem. If you that. ask me who my top five favorite comics are, I'm one You're, of them. If I don't have like to be me, there. what the fuck's the point of doing exactly. it? I find me funny. You know what exactly. I mean? So I laugh. And, they, and the listeners now all the time say they love my laugh because I think – People want to hear us laughing. We imagine they're laughing in the car. That's been the one disconnect for me at the beginning. I'm so used to being on stage and getting instant gratification. Having to guess that they're laughing and know the timing and people in their cars, what they're doing, has been tough. But we just, I just now, I try to make everyone in the room laugh. If I get Phil to crack up in the other room and Ruth to laugh and the guests to laugh, then I know people in their car are dying. Yeah, and Phil, when I'm laughing too, I know they're laughing. So. Phil's cackle is pretty funny. He's he's got a funny. Yeah, and little... Phil's another one who's yeah. been very helpful to me. There, that that I've been on the show for a couple of years. I've listened forever. That's the best version of that show there is in 20 years. Ruth is incredible with the social media. You're getting new younger guests. She's really reaching out. She's getting TikTok people. So like get it. They, they do need to get a younger audience, and they are doing that. They're still getting nominated for national awards. I agree with you. And without sounding like an asshole, it it has been like the. Last year, it's been very more. It's been more interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean. she's she's added so fucking much. And chat, but Jazz has also allowed her to add things yeah. where he could have been like, "Hey, it's in my ship twenty years. It ain't broke. Don't fix it." But he's like, "No, I want to keep." Because he made, someone said during the twenty year thing, on, they called in one day. They're like, "It's been twenty years. You're going to retire." And he goes. Am I not going to be able to talk in 20 years? He's like, my job is talking. As long as yeah. I'm with it, well, I can do this forever. And he seems you know like what a, I mean? So he's very chameleon like. He he seems to wrap himself in whoever's on, whatever's on. He seems to get right in there. And and when he doesn't, he's pretty funny with that too. Like if he doesn't like it or if he doesn't get it, his, you know, old yeah. man thing is pretty funny too. He's, but he also is the most prepared person I've ever said. Like everything is run perfectly. But then he lets everyone else just be natural and chaos. And he can also riff but he knows someone has to steer that ship. He could be the funny guy. He's a off stage too, off mic too, very funny, engaging guy, and knows a lot of stuff. But understands he lets us shine, which is kind of cool, right. you know. That's what a good leader does. Um, more about Pat Oates though. Now that you brought it up, saying you are one of your favorite comedians, let's say I had to ask you leave Pat Oates out of it for a second. Give me the other right. top two or top three, like all time um, since you since you started to laugh. What you got? Mitch Hedberg. Louis C.K., Norm MacDonald. That's a good list. Yeah. I mean, Louis C.K. I would put, amazing. if you say, if you wanted two more, it'd be Jezelnick and Tosh. Like, I love oh, them. Oh, Jezelnick. I can't so, stop listening yeah. to Jezelnick. Have and, you heard uh, Tosh's new podcast? Yeah. Yeah, really um, good. I like it. It's different than everything yeah. else. It's a little quirky and weird, but he's quirky and weird. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah, he's funny, man. He's a good guy. Yeah, fucking, and just quick Jezelnick. Every time I think of Don't. him, he's been looking for my girlfriend's murderer for two years. <laughs> Nobody will take the job. <laughs> he's funny. I mean, he's I just, mean the delivery he's, is. He's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I, Amazing. I was very lucky for about a year to be the house comedian at Foxwoods. So, like, when I was there, I was that was my job. I were, I performed with the, the good comics coming in. And right before Jezelnik and Schumer got big, they were they, they had just broken up. They were dating for a while. They came and headlined the club two weekends in a row. And they both have dirty, dark jokes about an ex. And I found out from them, it's really loosely based on the other one. They were just saying. <laughs> so when he was saying that, he was trying to murder Schumer. When Schumer was saying stuff about you know, wanting to strangle her gay, tight, twink boyfriend, it was Jezel. Like, like, it was so is, funny to know that watching. It was great. That's that, it. That's, that's amazing. They're both fun. You know, I'm not a big Schumer fan, but Jezel, Nick, I can get. But, but Schumer. 15 years ago when she was doing the dark, nasty stuff was hysterical. The PC Schumer, I, I kind of shied away, but 
much success to her, whatever makes her happy. I, I yeah, I, I I get that too. And it's like, but I'm a fan of people who make it in this industry. So it's like, hey, if she mm-hmm. had to do that, you know how many people have sold their souls and then got nothing? Whatever. Yeah, listen, if she's listening, I'll take her on the show tomorrow. Don't don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not shitting on anybody. <laughs> you say Foxwoods, and I was gonna ask you about that because my it leads me to my next question. What's the biggest stage? Where, where's what's the if you said this is the one show that I'm most proud of, where where does that land, Pat Oates? Well, I guess it's different. Thing. I mean, like, proud of. I'm proud of almost everything I've done because it's just kind of cool that I get to go on stage and say my dumb thoughts to people and make them laugh. I, 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 I don't want. I don't mean to sound like an asshole when I say this. I don't give a fuck about the people afterwards. I know a lot of people are like, I'm so happy to bring them joy. I don't give a fuck about your life. But in that moment, I like that I have a superpower where I can take like a, a white nerd and then make them stop being a nerd for a minute and chuckle. Like it's I elicit feelings through them. And I love that I took a dumb thought of mine. I went to open mics. I wrote it. I edited it. I crafted it. I kept turning around, built it into an hour, record, a, record an hour of it, put the album out, and then do that again. I've recorded like four hours worth of material, and I I could constantly, my dumb thoughts have made people laugh. So anywhere I perform, dumb little bar, whatever, is great. But when I got to open for Jim Jeffries at the Fox Theater, the two sold-out shows, 1,400 each, where he let me do 25 minutes at the beginning with no opening guys doing that. He's like, go ahead. That was a feeling. I've never felt like a wave like that of like of laughter because it's it's coming to you from the backside too, which I never did a theater that time. I've done a couple since, but nothing that big. But it was nuts to have finish your joke and then you, seven seconds later, other laughs are coming. You have to learn the pausing again. But it was, and also I love Jim Jeffries. He's also if I went top ten, he'd be on that list because he's also been very helpful to me. But he's a brilliant guy and so nuts. That show was like a year or two after Sandy Hook, and he has all these Sandy Hook jokes. So I, he's like. He's like, do you think they'll get it here? I go, dude, I don't know if you realize this is where it happened in Connecticut. He goes, oh, good. I can use names. I'm like, that's the best. Like, <laughs> oh, 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 See, that's my type of sense of humor because, you know, you get it. And yeah. that that's going to lead me to another question. And you work a lot. I see that you're you're constantly putting up shows. You're constantly doing um, as many, many things as you possibly can. Going through the last... Well, I call it the Donald Trump era because as soon as he be, went, ran for president and became president, and this isn't about politics, I would never ask you to right. talk about that. When did people get so goddamn sensitive and go to comedy shows and all of a sudden think they can walk out because you said, uh, you know, penis, vagina, Dave Chappelle says something about, you know, a trans joke. Do you remember when we grew up and you went to a comedy show and you kind of, they closed the door behind you and that just meant everything's up in the air, everything's on the table, let's all laugh and then go home? Whatever, why, yeah. what the fuck? It's still that way. Um, that's all internet. I'm telling you, I'm in clubs. No one's walking out. No one's saying shit. Yeah, People that are computers that fight, they don't go out. They're nerds. They don't leave their fucking yep. house. They're just, they want attention. They want to yell. It, people get scared of it. Some clubs get scared of it. But at the end of the day, who's one of the biggest comics in the world right now? Shane Gillis is killing it. They tried to cancel it, made him bigger and stronger. Chappelle Gervais just won a Golden Globe over all woke people. Like, no, nobody gives a shit. People want to laugh. If anything, and I'm not, I don't get political either. Trump kind of made it so everyone wanted to hear someone talk like people again. Because a little bit they got weird. And it's like, he's talking like an idiot and he's saying dumb shit. And they're like, yeah, we want comics to do that too. So the middle of this country doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. It's the coast. More of the West and the East. They're the ones that are at the virtue signaling. But at the end of the day, when I'm at Mohegan or I'm at you know Stress Factory or I'm at any comedy club, nobody is in there going, stop saying bad words. They're laughing the whole fucking time. That's good to hear because you're probably right with somebody who doesn't do it. And we see the TikToks and the Facebooks about all the, you know, the woman stands up. You can't say that. And 
you know, don't call him a mother, call him a birthing person, you know, in the middle of a comedy show. And I'm like, this, this right. is fucking crazy talk, you know. Yeah, it's the minority online. You know, the people who are like, you know, say the proper genders or, you know, dumb things like women should vote, you know, things like that. You don't want that out there. <laughs> Do you know that they let them fucking drive now, too? I like, like yeah, they drive slipped. me everywhere. I don't drive. He Someone's slips it me. under the radar. You almost he did, don't he even did. know. That was, I know. I was, I was kind of like, they that was good. If you want, well, the second he said it, I got a little twinge. Like this is my guy. He doesn't know it yet, but we just became best friends. Timing's impeccable. Like the worst. Good thing you didn't give me your cell phone number because I'd be texting all night. So, How you doing? I was oh, we're dating, this is the worst version of Brokeback Mountain you've ever seen. <laughs> Listen, man. You ever you ever have sex while camping? <laughs> No, just jerk off at the other campers. I don't ever I mean, So the punchline to that is fucking intense. Yeah, oh, I, know, I get it. But I, that's I'm why you're... That's why, that's why I'm sitting here. here he's sitting there. And he's there. Yes. Um, fuck it. Fit. Hey, first of all, it's yeah. live with Johnny, not live with Kirk. Sorry. Fuck Sorry. I can't wait for live with Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to yeah. be epic, bro. He goes to bed at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and we don't do this show. Every other day of the week, he goes to bed at fucking It's live, but it's afternoon. on at 6 a.m., so you got to get up. So okay. <laughs> he sends one email, not 45 messages. So it's fine. Anyway, <laughs> a few. <laughs> I'm kidding. You guys are great. So anyway, Good that's night. been the show. And uh, that's you guys are great. Good night, Oakusville. Yep. Next amazing. week when uh, turn in and Kirk's not fucking here. Um, Kirk and Pat's show is going to be huge. Yeah. <laughs> We're going places, man. Yeah. We got I'll stuff. Yeah, next week, the Live with Johnny show is sponsored by your guys' show. Thanks for fucking coming in. Um <laughs> You're out of your fucking mind. Yeah. You know that, right? Yeah. Um, sorry. yeah. Tell me other things about me that you searched about me. Yeah. yeah give us a run, Doc. Um, tell us what happened in Mississippi in 1994. <laughs> well, they called it a burning, but I don't really call it that. You know what I mean? I, I call it a celebration of one type of person. Anyway. Um, <laughs> tell us you wear a hood without telling us you wear a hood. <clears throat> That's fucking... This, this guy's I call it a clan hat. Whatever. <laughs> Tomato, I, tomato. I, I call mean. it Pappy's hat. <laughs> tomato, David Duke, whatever. Same thing. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, Christ. Uh, the, that didn't listen, take if me. I'm going to be a wizard, I'm going to be the grandest. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to be the best fucking wizard they have. What do they call that? The grand. That's me. That's me. I'm yeah. that guy. Um, <clears throat> that's, why gra- that's why he's Grandall. <laughs> <laughs> you know, getting hobbit humor. <laughs> oh, boy. Jesus Christmas. Oh, boy. You also posted a few weeks ago that you're looking for some places to do some comedy. Pat Oates is looking to spread his wings and find a place. Have you uh, found in a, a certain place? area. In a certain area. Talk Just in the Cheshire Wallingford area. I, I, I graduated Cheshire High School. I actually performed at my 30th high school reunion, but it wasn't really mine because I stayed back. But they hired me to perform to the people <laughs> I should have been with. Um, and a lot of those people were like, hey, we'd love to come out to things. There's a lot of restaurants and bars in those areas, too. And I like to do some local things. It just keeps more money in the pocket. You know what I mean? If you're not traveling. So I'm doing a couple of things in Derby, but I was looking for something in those two spots, but something around that area. I don't want to put on too many more shows because it's kind of a pain to produce them, too. But I do like having my own little shows that are close by to home. Like, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was looking for one more spot around there. But how a couple many, people did reach out. How many nights a week are you doing comedy? I'm trying to do it every night if I can, but I do take some nights off, too. But like, it's my job, so I... I the, yeah. the more I perform, the more money I make. You, you know, you when you're home, are you constantly writing and or like recording? I mean, are you are you? No, no, nope. no. That's dumb. <laughs> He's like, nah, it's stupid. No, he's like, um, all I that- know people say that, but if you're constantly writing, it's just then you you stink. Like, <laughs> I let life happen, and I write, and I 
and things in life happen. And I get ideas, but like I, a lot of it just comes from like taking a walk, thinking about shit. I, living life gets me material. So like if I'm just sitting there tr- trying to force myself to write, it's not going to work. And I was never a writer in school. I'm better off with I, a dumb thing happens. And then I go on stage, I verbally work it out, I audio record it, and then I start writing off that, and then keep editing that to turn it into stuff. But most of my story, my stories on stage, and besides crowd work, I do a lot of stories and things in my life. It's just stuff that happened to me that I obviously, you know, fabricate and move things around and change to to make me less black, and I just do that so I can be funnier. Well, yeah, I think you're doing a fucking great job, and I got to tell you, you got to get to the Google, buddy. Those the pictures they got on you at Google, they don't. You're you're much more handsome than you they are on them Google fucking images. What the fuck? I'm not worried about dudes googling me, bro. <laughs> First of all, whatever pays the bills. Nah, he looks all right. Fuck it. I don't know what your parents taught you, but my grandparents always said a ride home is a ride home, Pat. <laughs> well, put it this put it this way, fella. You googled me, then you called. <laughs> bro, he looks just oh, like shit. Ragnar Lothbrook. He just you he have just, to watch Vikings. So he you... just made me question myself. He said you googled yeah. me, saw my picture, and then called me. Yeah, that's exactly what you did. You saw my picture. You heard my voice. You're like, I need to know this man. Fuck that's it. what you did. No, he looks all right, dude. Thera- I don't know what you're talking about. Therapy is going to be super interesting this week because I got a lot to talk about. He looks now. great. Pat, I got a serious... I'm a huge... By the way, huge fan of therapy. I go every week. So it's, a, it's, it's the, the best. best. Yeah, massage therapy. Ah. Getting as fuck. I don't like the Asians. <laughs> you mean as far as massages or <laughs> drivers? What are we talking about? <laughs> The, the rugs, I'm sorry. Not clarify, the, rugs. <laughs> the rugs. My bad. I'm telling you right now. I'm calling this dude once a month. Um, I have a series. And I will of- sadly answer. <laughs> well, just like my mom. Uh, I fucking, I have a series of questions I like to ask every guest that comes on here. So I'd like to ask a series of questions of you. They're very random. They're very, could be silly, could be stupid. But I seem like I want to have your opinion on all of them. The first one is this. Are you a person who believes in aliens slash Bigfoot? I believe in beliefs. So if someone, if that gets someone through the day to think that there's little guys up in the sky or th- something in a tree or whatever, go for it. I don't think there's a Bigfoot because he'd have to fuck and make other feet. You know what I mean? Like, he'd just be one dude forever. And that's a little weird. But I, I can't believe that we're the only thing that's here, but I just don't know what it is. Okay. That's a, that's a pretty that's good fair. answer. Yeah, I like that. I You're, can vibe with that. And, and I'm not asking Unless you. you meant Mexicans. I don't believe in those guys. <laughs> Those aren't real. Those are just Eskimos. Well, I don't believe in those either. I was watching Fox News tonight, and I saw a ton of them, so I do believe that they're there. Because Fox News wouldn't lie to me. What, they showed the bathroom? Like, why, why would they show all the custodians? If they're here, who's washing the car? Um, <laughs> who's stealing the car? Anyway. <laughs> Somewhere there's a landscaper missing an employee. I was going to um, use the rim shot. Whoa, whoa landscapers and races are the two biggest listeners of PLR, so I got to be nice to them. Oh, my bad. Too <laughs> many rim shots. <laughs> this I is brought to you by K&J Tree Service. <laughs> <laughs> water doctor. Anyway. Yeah, uh, or, and then I got to go, water doctor! Um, that's some free, some free fucking sp- sponsorship right there. Pat, take family out of it. Take loved ones out of it. Take friends who all of, to, out of it. Take all that emotional stuff out of it. There's a table. There's four chairs. You're sitting at one of them. You get to put three people, anybody, except for loved ones and stuff like that. We're going to make it easy for you to take them out of it. Three chairs, one big dinner, you, and who are the other three people you want to have there? Alive or dead, it doesn't matter. Alive or dead. But I just don't want no. I don't want to hear grandma. I don't want to hear the friend you lost no. in eighth grade. Leukemia is his problem, not ours. I want to hear about the three people not associated with you. You get three people. Who are they? 
Anthony Bourdain. Definitely, oh, I, would I, love do, I, I love his books. I, I love the guy's life. I love what he love did. It. I'd also like to. Know, I've also dealt with toxic women. I'd like to know what ruined that man to make sure it doesn't happen to us, other people like us. Because a guy that was that brilliant, some lady who just started doing karate on him and shit, made him kill himself. Fuck that. Um, There's nothing so, you can do. It's kryptonite. But go ahead. Right, it is. It's tough. But um, also, who else would I like? Um, you know what? Uh, JFK. I'd like to know what was going through his head. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Hey, yo. Again. Um, he got me again, dude. <laughs> took me a second. And then, and then Bill Cosby. Oh, He's not I want to see who stays alive at the dinner table. <laughs> I want to see. Like, we all watch the glass. All of a sudden, JFK's <laughs> like, not again. <laughs> right. <laughs> this mother, that's oh. fucking funny. You fucking funny. And not because we're at the... Now, quick, that timer on the bottom is the one I'm looking at. I just want to be sure that I'm... You know what I'm saying? Perfect. Um, not because you work at the radio station, but because I like to ask these two questions. And I have a horse in the fight, but I won't tell you what horse it is. If you had to choose, Guns N' Roses or Bon Jovi? That's tough. Because, is, is I mean, the- as a rock band, I love I love Guns N' Roses. I love Axel. I, I love them. I, I grew up with that stuff. Oh, I'm gonna lick I also the, I'm have a guilty pleasure for cheese, dude. Cheese is so fucking great. They're the cheese. One of the most, the corniest <laughs> song of all times is uh, lay you down in a bed of roses. It, it, the, the vodka glass in his hand. Wake up and French kiss the morning. The ha- the bullshit that he writes with the Hallmark shit is so great that you would miss it if it wasn't here. I would miss Welcome to the Jungle. I would miss Mr. Brownstone. But without Bon Jovi in the silly, those are the themes to people's lives. So like, I I guess I would go Bon Jovi. I might too. He's making a good point, dude. I mean, fuck John Bon Jovi. You're biased. You hear the word "wanted" and you go "wanted." You can't not do it. You gotta do the same more. I I I once said that "Wanted Dead or Alive," and then the song he did for Young Guns because Young Guns was such a good movie that yeah. that song was. I, that I, was I, a good I track too. For that song. Yep. But I'm a Guns guy all day, every day, and dude, I hate Bon Jovi. And I'm gonna you know, and when you're in a bar though, and and he's just and I'm, I can't believe I'm gonna agree with him on this. If living on a prayer comes on and there's Dude. like a bunch of like drunk people between the age of like thirty three and fifty, the whole fucking place. It's like Mr. Brightside. I mean, it's it people. Mr. Just Brightside, say, really? Yeah, dude. They play you play that. Stop bringing it up your trash. Re- oh, come on, you know what I'm talking about. You're the, a white the guy. Those are pretty fucking good, dude. Yeah, like, the killers anyway, are like. They're it's, awesome. a, it's the same thing though. You don't want to admit it. I'll, listen, I'll be the first to say this. Nickelback's a good band. I don't know what the fuck the problem is. They're a good band. Whatever happened to them, they're not a, they're not great, I, but they're they're good enough to be a pop band and they yep. get shit on more than anybody. More I, than a German yep. ochre. I've made nickel nickelback jokes too. I've been, you know, stump shit, but I was just listening. Somebody was had something up their new stuff. Have you heard their new stuff? It's heavy as hell, yeah. man. Yeah. And it's and it's not hor- it's not horrible at all. Not horrible at all. No, it's t- dude. It's I it's, can handle it. It's really good. All right. This one is not as important, but it's going to gauge where you're at. That was important. I <laughs> think was the- <laughs> Axl Rose is one of the f- one of the top five most important Americans to ever live. He's one of the top five uh, front men for sure of all times. All right, real quick before I ask my question, I'm I fucking love Pat Oates. I'm getting a fucking I will I fucking love Pat Oates. You want to make out with him right I now? Fucking, don't you? I fucking I I got a, I I got a little bit of a man crush on Pat Oates right now. Um. I've always said this to Kirk because Kirk's one of them bougie white guy music guys and he's like, you know, 30 seconds to Mars and Arctic Monkeys and all these fucking nonsensical nonsense things. Not bad bands either. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. He, he didn't say they were good. He just said they're not bad. That's fine. Um, I'll take that. 
30 Seconds of Mars is not bad. Arctic Monkeys is good. I Very say exciting. this to, to Kirk Michael all the time because I'm a Guns N' Roses fan. Top four bands to me, all time, rock bands, all time. In order, Guns N' Roses is number four. Rolling Stones is number three. Queen is number two. Led Zeppelin, number one. How do you feel about that list? I can't put Queen there because that song Bicycle is too gay. That's even gayer than Freddie Mercury. That song Bicycle is one of the worst fucking songs. And he set the bar high. (laughs) (laughs) He said, Freddie set that bar high. Bicycle (laughs) and the We Will Rock You shit. I I know we all like it, but it's a corny ass. It's the dumbest written song of all times. We're just cheering. What are we doing? If I gave Pat Oates another 30 minutes. just reacting. No, listen. If I gave Pat Oates, he might be the most convincing. I I might end up fucking loving Bon Jovi. You might, dude. I think he could get you you there. Your arguments are so convincing and so well thought out that I want to kiss you in the mouth. But we'll do that later. Stones or Beatles? Stones. Thank you. And he didn't hesitate. Beatles are, I mean, great songwriters, a a smart, well-put-together band, but the Stones are a rock band. That's You wouldn't want to see the Beatles live right now. If they were all live, you wouldn't want to see it. And their Twitter would have been fucking retarded. Imagine John Lennon alive now tweeting, oh, fuck off. Like, that would have sucked. (laughs) But, like, definitely, I want to see Stones. Don't get afford it. But Mm -hmm. when they're out at 80, I want to see them rock. For real. Like, it's, I just watched the, um, the guy who did the Godfather. Singing the words Puerto Rican girl dying to meet you? What does that even fucking mean? Yeah, of course they're dying to meet <laughs> I am going to go out on a limb and say Pat's got a thing for Latino women. I, I don't, see. I'm not, no. If, if you're married or have a girlfriend, I'm not trying Can't to piss anybody or off. I What's your know. status no, in life, Pat? She's my maid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm dating. I have a girlfriend. Very nice. Nice. I, I'm divorced. I have two kids. I've been divorced for over 10 years. And you've been divorced for over ten years. You've been doing comedy for like sixteen years. Yep. yep. And and you you really I really want to push people towards going to watch your YouTube channel, even if you go to his Facebook and put in the uh, uh, watch the clips that he's put puts up there. It's he's talking about he would own he's t- there's like I forget how it happened and I for, forgive me for it, but he's talking to somebody in the crowd. And he's like I would fucking own you in prison. He's telling the fucking yeah. guy. <laughs> Like yeah, Jack. yeah. But the look on his face, like Pat, he's up on stage, right? So clearly he's above everybody, but he's like leaning with the microphone and like looking at the dude right in the eye. And he's like, I would own you in prison. And I just wish the I guy, could... the guy, I felt bad for the guy. He was at the whole show. He's this big jack dude, bald head tattoos. But he seemed like the nice guy. He was laughing. So every comic was like, I won't fuck with you. Then I was like, you know what? I'm going to fuck with this guy. I'm like, dude, I would own you. Like, you understand what I was? You'd be holding my pocket in two fucking seconds. Like, I've That's exactly what he did. You have no idea what I would do to you. I would trade you for cigarettes back and forth all day. <laughs> Take his commissary. But when, but when he said yeah, it. I, I, mine now. But when he mine. said it, like, he was, it was like, he was in I character. He was, that, like, it was, it was, it was pretty fucking that. funny. And by the way, that was a, that was a, fun, a benefit for that guy's dead friend. So I'm a loving guy. Anyway. <laughs> He's available for comedy shows, funerals, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever whatever the fuck. The old night court joke. I put a bumper sticker on his coffin and says I'd rather be breathing. <laughs> Upcoming shows. My, my favorite bumper sticker story. Two seconds. Sure. I, there's a great comic named Shane Moss, and he has this joke he did years ago. And he goes, I have a great idea for a bumper sticker. It says, I am a child molester. <laughs> and then he pauses and goes, Oh, wait, you don't put it on your car. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I see a bumper sticker, I think of that. He's one of the most brilliant cops. Look up Shane Moss. He's, he's amazing. Oh I'm writing it down right now. Yeah, that is 
That's a solid joke. <laughs> that's, that's a 10 10 joke. That's listen. You can't joke about fucking. I was like, please sell that merch. He's like, no way, dude. <laughs> uh, Pat Oates can be found January 12th at Birchwoods. That's in Woodbridge. Um, January 19th, he's at the Riverwalk Social. Tell me about it. I haven't heard about this. What's the Riverwalk Social? It's just a, a restaurant in Derby. I do. A, I live in Estonia, so I, I try to keep two close shows. I do a showcase show once a month at Riverwalk where I, I find them, the younger comics I know are coming up. I give them opportunities to get in front of audiences, not be an open mic, so I host it. It's a newer comic showcase. It's only 10 bucks. They're funny, but they're not there yet, but then I host it and I shit on everybody. It's a good time. And then um, the other one I have, uh, February 2nd, Twisted Vine, right across the street. I'm turning Elizabeth Street in Derby into fucking some kind of comedy mecca for some reason. So it needs it, though, because Derby, two things they need are laughs and teeth. And um, we're never going <laughs> to oh, get them teeth. Oh, so and let's and paternity them. tests. <laughs> the teeth ain't going to happen either. You know, everybody in Derby no. is fucking cousins. Everybody in Derby's cousins, I say it all. Every time. woman looks like the same TV star, Danny DeVito. Anyway, oh, ladies and oh, gentlemen, oh, it's like... Oh, <laughs> but the one I at Twisted Vine, I get two comics with me that are guys who are headlining comedy clubs all over New England. So I'm bringing in like a real show there for 20 bucks and then a showcase at the other one. And, and like the young guys who are getting good, I move them over to the other one just to help them grow a little bit, you know? And on the 27th. And to take money. To and, take people's money. Well, money. That, you're not in it's it for. Important. I mean, listen to fucking Bill's got it. The lights got to stay eat. on. Oh, yeah. I, I don't. Gotta I'm, eat. I'm always taking people's money. I don't like to usually shit on people, and I don't usually like to say things. So when I say this next thing, I'm not shitting on this guy, but like the, this and this thing with Matt Reif, where, you know, he got big on TikTok and he got all these things and he was very good with his crowd work. But then when he had to go, like, do the special, eh. And I said, and then I say to myself, and I watch your clips, and I watch other people. Like, um, I'm a big Jim Norton guy, and I wonder, how does Jim Norton and and other, all these other guys, even Pat Oates, why, how does, how do we not see through Matt Rife, and and but these other guys are kind of you know struggling. And I'm not trying to, I he's just not my type no. of comic. You but know I mean? you know the funny thing is he might be the, the problem is is the way that he's been presented to the world first of all jim norton is amazing i when i was getting the, anthony cumia he has a network called the anthony cumia uh he has anthony cumia show on his network uh one of the best things moments of my life is i got to one time be second chair it was anthony me and norton and you want to talk about two of the quickest people in the world and i had to keep up and at one point he turns to me norton quietly just goes Dude, you're killing it. I go, keep up, motherfucker. And we both laugh because <laughs> he's obviously the best in the world at that. So oh, it, it was amazing to be able to joke with him. He is. He Matt, is Reif, Matt Reif's story is actually not the one we get to see. I met Matt once, but when he first started, Matt was a 16-year-old kid doing stand-up. Wasn't a TikTok guy. Wasn't that pretty guy. Um, reached out to Ralphie May, who I got to open for, too. He died because he was too fat to live. And um, so when, when he reached out to him, he said, hey, you're going to be going to a comedy club. He Rife reached out at 16 years old and said, I'd like to do a guest spot. I'm living in the area. He goes, of course, come on down. Um, and then he goes, it's in a couple months from now. We'll let you know. The kid's, the kid's mom started texting Ralphie all the time saying like, when's the show, Ralphie? When's the, what time? Does he get food? He thinks he's the club owner or whatever. <laughs> Ralphie messaged him and goes, listen, kid, maybe let's wait another year. I can't deal with your fucking mom. We're not <laughs> doing that. Rife was like, fuck this, mom. You ruined my life. 16 years old, slams the door. A year later, Reaches out again. He's coming to a theater. Says, I'm mature now. My mom won't text you, whatever. Performs. He liked it. He asked Ralphie for advice. Ralphie said, go out to California when you're ready. When you're ready. And he said he was he was ready. He goes, no, you're not ready. He moved out anyway. He wasn't getting any gigs. He wasn't making any money. Ralphie took care of him, bought him food, all this shit, whatever. And told him to start doing comedy. He was out traveling. He was headlining clubs as an unknown guy. 
His friends told him to go on TikTok and start putting videos up. He wasn't going to. He put a couple up. He, he did a show in front of eight people and had to travel somewhere else. Could barely have enough money to go there. Said, fuck it. I'll share the dumb video. Then I'm probably going to quit comedy. Jeez. It got four million views. And then everyone went to the next one. The next. So he became a TikTok comic, even though he was a comic with a lot of material. He was this dirty comic who was kind of misogynistic. All women liked him. So all the people around him now who wanted his money were like, hey, man, lean into that. Take your shirt off. Do this now, whatever. So he's trying to become two people. I'm not the vet in the guy. But, yeah, his comedy isn't for us because he doesn't know what his comedy's for. He wants to be this dirty guy. So then he tried to be too edgy. And do, I, did I like the idea that he sent a link and said, if you don't like me, go to this link? Yeah. And it was special needs helmets? That's fucking funny. Fucking fuck. hysterical. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but it, that was a real site, which means that guy's web guy was like, why are we getting so many hits today? How many helmets do people need? Like, you know the traffic they got that day? It's like Epstein's Island. Fantastic. But, like, well, the, the whole town of Derby probably bought one, but I mean, you know. They already get them. They get it in the mail with their cheese. I don't want to cut you off, but our thing is saying we have a minute left, and I like to keep the show down to a tight 40. Oh. Pat, say whatever you want for the last minute, but before you do, I cannot thank you enough, and I hope that our paths cross again, and you are 10 times funnier now to me than you were a half an hour ago, and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you more. Well, now I can I can rest in peace. I'll put that on my obituary. Thank God you like me. Um, that's a big deal. Um, no, but seriously, anytime you guys want me on, you guys are a blast. It's a lot of fun. Just hit me up. I'd love to chat with you guys again. There's a lot of fun. And uh, fuck Queen. You know what I mean? Well, I would, but there's that whole thing I might, you know, I don't want to get mercury poisoning. You can't get dead AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't want to be the first one to fucking find out. They also said monkey. I would come on your show. Dead AIDS. <laughs> you had to make. Fuck. It cut him off? Yes, I told you not to make any more jokes, dude. I thought You're we had totally time. ignoring me. Can the people, st am I still on? Yes, I told you ah. stop talking. Say goodbye. You don't fucking listen. I don't listen. He's the best. He's, the he's fucking, fucking great, though. He's the fucking best. And he's probably home right now laughing at us going, uh, Pay the 13 bucks a month. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yo, I'm going to get a Venmo from Pat Oates that says, Yo, here's for next year. Jesus Yo, Christ. I'm going to tell you right now. That's a funny guy. He's a quick witty guy. He's a guy. great guy, man. And I tried not to step on him because, you know, me, sometimes I want to answer too quick myself. But that's a that's a funny, funny fucking guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. I can't thank him enough. Pat, we're sorry that the Zoom cut off. <laughs> but I got to tell you, how much funnier does it need to be that? It ended with him going, I'll come on if you get dead AIDS. There's no better fucking way to end a fucking interview. And then gone. Matter of he fact, got canceled. Once I download this and I oh, clip it, it the, my clip is going to be Pat Oates saying, you got to get dead AIDS. That's fucking funny. Oh, that was fucking there, great. Let me tell you something. This this episode is very clippable for the tick and the talk. I'm telling you that right now. Kids are going to go crazy. You're going to be the next Matt Reif, I think. I can't take my <laughs> shirt off. Ain't nobody going <laughs> to... One thing Matt Reif got going for him is if he whips his shirt off in public, there might somebody might stare. <laughs> my, I do it. They try to fucking take me to the ocean to fill up my blowhole. Um... That was pretty good. That man. was fucking. That dude is. <clears throat> and the thing man. about doing it the way we do, like, it goes by so fast, you know. Um, but I'm glad it cut off that way because with him saying he'd love to come back on, we got to have him back on. There's so much more to hit with Pat Oates. I mean, uh, lesson learned. Lesson. When I tell you to cut, that means cut. Don't make one more joke. Say goodbye. <laughs>
You know what's funny though? It was my funny. brain and my mouth sometimes I don't always. I was like, oh god, he's gonna say something else. He can't uh, stop himself. We did great, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in tonight, uh, Pat Oates. You are a good, good man. You know what? Matter of fact, before we get uh, get rid of it, let me give you those dates one more time for Pat Oates. Yeah, do it. You're going to find him January 12th at Birchwoods. That's in Woodbridge. January 19th at the Riverwalk Social in Derby. January 27th at the Fairfield Comedy Circle. And that's in Fairfield. There's a case anybody don't And uh, February 2nd at Twisted Vine in Derby. And uh, all those Derby jokes, we'll see how they land that night. But uh, go see Pat Oates. Go listen to Pat Oates. Go to his P.O.S. Um, podcast, listen to him at Chaz and AJ, and mm. go to his YouTube page. Go to Pat Oates' YouTube page. You know what you do? Go to YouTube, put in Pat Oates. Thank you to everybody for tuning in tonight. Um, this was, um, I enjoyed myself. I thought it was great. Um, listen to me compliment, complimenting myself. What I meant to say is I thought he was a great guest, and I really um, enjoyed having him on. So um, that was awesome. Don't forget, people, the most important uh, three words in English language are how are you? Text somebody, call somebody, just say, how are you? You never know. You could save their day. You could save their night. You might save their week. You never know. You might save their goddamn life. Things are crazy out there these days, but it's important to check up on those we haven't talked to in a while. Even if you think they're doing all right, you don't know. Just ask them, how are you? We will see you next week. We'll be back here. We've got some more guests coming up. We'll have some more information for you about next week. Bright eyes. I'm coming home. I love you. I will see you next week.